0: Welcome and we're to the back. end. This is it. Welcome um, to the end. Welcome to the end. We're here with Megan again. Say hi. Hello. There hi she is. Hi, Megan. <laughs> um, so this is season five, episode twenty-two. It's called "The Gift." Um, nothing's <laughs> fine. Basically, is nothing uh, is okay. The overview of this episode. So mm-hmm. we start off with. A montage, right? Wasn't that
1: that's so cool? I forgot I about felt like that. I was
0: watching the last two years of my life in Fast Forward. Um,
1: I was... I saw... What? I got there really emotional when I saw Cordelia.
0: Yeah, yeah, when she, when they introduce everybody again, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it, it shows all of them meeting each other for the first time, and then it was going through all the monsters. And first, first of all, this show is scary. <laughs> Which is not something I, like, actively think about. Mm-hmm. But when I was looking through all this, that man, his eyeballs came out of his head. I was yeah, not interested.
1: One? The hospital one where he eats the children or whatever. Oh, I forgot yes, about that one. and
0: the, the dying kids can see him, yes. but nobody else really can. Oh, man.
1: And that's the that's- one time we find out the Buffy is scared of hospitals, and then they never talk about it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, she spends a lot of time in hospitals this season. She never mentions it.
1: Yeah. Um, so, there's a montage, and it made me very upset, and I yeah. had to rewind it and get my boyfriend, and was like, come here, <laughs> oh. watch this with me, my babies. Emotional turmoil. <laughs> because I try not to watch this episode, if you can believe it.
0: This is just the one that you don't like to watch, but- <laughs> But there's, there's so many good moments.
1: There's a couple that I don't like to watch. There's, I mean, like pretty much all of season six.
2: I mean, that makes <laughs> sense. But this one's just a and crying
1: episode. It is a really good crying episode. Oh my gosh! The um, oh, we finally get to talk about Caroline. This is one of my favorite. This maybe no. This is my favorite Buffy quote. Is uh, the hardest thing in this world is to live in it. Be brave. Live. Oh,
0: yeah, oh. that hit me, dude. I like, okay, so it kind of came at a good time for me. I am, I'm recently post-grad, and I'm like, this isn't worth it. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be a grown-up. I'm not interested in this. Please, t- I will go back to kindergarten. Like, I'm right. about to intentionally give myself severe brain damage so that I can forget <laughs> everything I learned and have an excuse to go back to grade school um and so she had this speech and it just touched me and I was like it is so hard to live in this world and I think that we're all hard on ourselves and hard on each other when it's already hard and then we
2: make it harder
1: yeah they we we didn't talk about this quote last episode but they she has um a speech that's like I don't know how to live in this world if these are the choices if everything keeps getting stripped away right and it's just like oh Buffy was that
0: episode 21 though because I thought that that came into play back when okay so they find out like they they make kind was of it, a game plan and then 21? Buffy's I think it I think it is in 22 I think because it is, yeah. She's she's in the back of the magic shop training, and that's when Giles comes back there. Right? It's oh, it's after they get in the fight. Whenever Giles tells her, she oh, says, "Oh yeah, Help.
1: God, it's like oh, the man." Mm, angry that's Giles, angry Giles at Buffy. I don't think we've ever seen. I
0: I don't know if I'd say that he's mad at Buffy. I think I think he's frustrated with the situation, and. I think, I mean, I don't think he ever expects her to immediately be on board with killing Dawn, which we learn from the scrolls is the one way to like stop Glory and stop the ritual from ever happening. Because mm-hmm. she says she's like, "Tell me, tell me to kill my sister," and he says, "She's not your sister." Yeah. Um, which isn't even what he believes. You know, right. I think he just I mean, this whole episode, he's majorly in watcher mode, you know, and like that is a different Giles than <laughs> the one who just hangs out around the magic shop. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's mad at Buffy. I don't see how you could be mad at Buffy when she's been through the things that she's been through recently. And, you know, so she doesn't want to kill her only remaining family member. You know? <laughs> right. sue, sue her or kill her. As Joss Whedon does in this episode.
1: Yeah. Um, so i I like that you brought up the point about like you know growing up and stuff like that because I there you know you watch a show four or five times all the way through and there's just it's uh-huh. just astounding the things you don't pick up on. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I in my book, which again for the last time in season five. Right uh, is Buffy the Vampire Slayer Myth, Metaphor, and Morality by Mark Field. It's a really good book. I'm enjoying it very much, and it's a great... It, it, I feel like it's kind of me cheating and making my conversations better by having ideas <laughs> that I didn't originally have. But, it, I mean, I don't know, it, it makes you think. And a lot of the conversation about this episode is about so a lot of the season has been about split personalities, right? Like, when you think about it. When you think back to, like, the first episode.
0: Oh, like, Riley. Riley has, like, he's being all kin and Barbie, but then he's, like, secretly getting sucked off by vampires.
1: Yeah, and, like, Ben and Glory. And the episode okay, where Xander okay. gets split in half. Oh, Dad, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And like, um, and, uh, you know, at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the series, she says to Drac or Dracula says to her that her power, her power comes from darkness. And, um, you know, so there's a human side and a slayer side. And so the whole season has kind of been about reconciling the two parts of your personality, you know, whether that's goofy and serious in Xander's mm-hmm. case. Or good boyfriend and asshole in Riley's case. Or, you know, slayer and human in Buffy's case. Right. And, um, or god and doctor in Ben's case. <laughs> that classic
0: god-doctor dichotomy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it's reconciling with, you know, the two parts of yourself. And Don is the human part of Buffy, like Don Okay is the okay. is the other half of her. Like Don is the normal like obviously like this season she hasn't had much of a normal life, but you know if if Don, you know, now that Don has survived and basically the key is useless now. The key doesn't that's, open
0: That's what I was wondering. Like does it does it not work at all? Is there not ever going to be another Opportunity in this millennia? Or like ever?
1: Um, I mean the like rest of the show doesn't really answer that, but like because It's just kind of assumed? Yeah, because Buffy's blood, because it was blood that was needed to close the portal and Buffy sacrificed and gave all of her blood.
0: Okay, so it's like like the portal was there. And then the portal was opened, and then it was closed out of existence. Right. Okay,
2: right. Do I'm, down? Do <laughs> I'm down. I'm um, down. I, I don't know if it comes back up in the comics, because I'm, I'm really not far enough into the comics, but, no, I mean, w- this isn't really a spoiler, but, like, the next two seasons of Buffy, Dawn is, what is it, to be a human teenage girl? Which... Is, I think, why a lot of people don't like her, because it is kind of this counterpart of, you know, Buffy can no longer try to be human because, well, she's dead. But also because she's (laughs) kind of, in this season, if not before, was it, I guess maybe it was season four where she kind of started really embracing the Slayer side. and And so, rather than, I, I think this is actually a really, really great metaphor, is, you know... Um, what you're talking about, them being two sides of the same coin.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like, and and she said, um, you know, we saw in the season finale of season two, we see Buffy as she was before she was called. And right, yeah, she's super cute, very '90s, but she's also very <laughs> vapid. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, like you know, obsessed with christian slater and if you've watched who isn't (laughs) right (laughs) if you've watched the movie which (laughs) i have in the last six months um she uh buffy the character although you know they didn't take too much from the movie i mean they did like that is literally her history before she came to sunnydale but at the same time, it's kind of like it's such a weird, goofy. It's so campy movie. It's, just the it's movie. weird. <laughs> my um, my boyfriend thinks that Christy Swanson is a better Buffy than Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Whoa. I almost cut his head off. <laughs> and they're just uh. different. Yeah, they're just completely different. He said that she was better at fighting, and I'm like, well, okay. But, like, Sarah Michelle Keller is better at acting, yes. so what do you want? Yeah. Yeah, what's more
0: important to you? I haven't seen the movie, but I'm not a, I'm not watching this for the fight scenes, you know? <laughs> right. Like, yeah.
1: that's not why I watch this, Buffy. This isn't exactly... Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, this doesn't exactly fill my, like, oh, man, all those high kicks
2: really, <laughs> yeah. really
1: do it for me. But um, she's just... She's just vapid, and like that's not a bad thing in any case. Like you know, Cordelia's the best. We love Cordelia. (laughs) Yeah, and 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 but she said in the show, she said, you know, before I was called, you know, I would have made I would have made Cordelia look like you know a Nobel like prize winner, basically, or something like that. She's like, I would have made. I think
0: she compares her to like a kitten.
1: A kitten? Oh yeah.
0: That's what I feel like the analogy. She says I would have made Cordelia look like a little kitten or something like that.
2: Pre-cold? said yeah. Uh, oh oh I oh! Might be wrong. In
0: that I she might, be, in that she was
1: like a bully and mean and stuff. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Um. But she said that, like, y- you know, and now that she's a Slayer, it's like if she were not to be the Slayer anymore, she wouldn't know what to do. Like, you know, she might, like, she dropped out of college in this season. She might not have, um, she might not have, like, wanted to drop out of school and, like, take care of her family and do all that stuff. But who would she be if she didn't? Like, it's so weird. Like, how how would she exist if she weren't the Slayer?
0: I mean, the Slayer, Slayer Slayerdom is really just a one-way street. Like, there's no getting out of it. Yeah. It's there's like there's a dead end you usually die on the job right like i mean I, we've yet to hear about a slayer dying from old age but it's just no right. I, think
2: I think buffy is officially the oldest slayer
1: yeah buffy um cuz yeah. um well, nikki nikki uh the the slayer in new york that spike kills was 22 yeah.
2: okay so okay. buffy's not quite there but. she's um, just under though
1: yeah yeah she's 22 when the show ends so um right. and in the comics she's like 25 or something if
2: the um
1: so she is the oldest like like Buffy is the longest living slayer uh and there's a really good comic series um have you read those Megan the um the it's kind of like it's supposed to be like the Watcher Diaries
2: uh I but haven't it's actually like, read any like I've just started season 8 of Buffy. Um, season 8
1: is buck wild. That's what
2: I've heard. And, <laughs> and someone was talking to me and said that, like, the Faith and Angels side one is, like, really good. And that was, like, the selling point for me was, like, you gotta get through season 8, and then it actually goes back to being really
1: good. That's right, because you said you really like Faith, don't you? I do, yes. Um, who
0: doesn't? I love, oh man, that bitch is crazy. She
1: is, but it is. <laughs> I love her. She's, um, doing her own thing in Angel right now, um, where we are in the, yeah. in the show. Right? Is, I think I've so. never watched Angel. I've never seen Angel. I'm probably going to see it soon because I, I've. I i do not see
0: how you could hold off much longer. You're <laughs> kind of running out of cult TV shows, aren't you? <laughs>
2: Angel has the best theme song. I love really? the cello and the angels one. Yes, and it, like, <laughs> does something deep in my soul. Um, oh, okay. there's a lot of tears in Angel for me, too. I'm not going to lie. Like, okay. I don't remember much of the earlier ones, but, man, Cordelia's line especially, just be ready to cry.
1: Well, I know about all the things that happen. I mean, not all of the things. Um, but uh, I... I know what happens with Cordelia most of it because, um, Charisma don't tell Carpenter. Me. What? Don't tell you? Don't tell me. Okay, I won't. Well, Charisma Carpenter, um, was on a panel after Angel had ended, like, um, might have been in 2009 or 2010. Um, she was on a panel at a con and somebody asked her about her experience with Angel and, like, she got, like, really upset about her like character like fate basically and it sounded oh wait I
0: remember this I remember we talked about this before she got kicked off because she got pregnant didn't
1: she yeah yeah Josh Sweden fired her because she got pregnant even after he told her that it wouldn't matter he fired her because she got pregnant and then he was like no come back um he's like come back come back I've written your character back in And she comes back onto Angel. She was, like, super excited. She really missed it. And then he killed her.
0: Yeah. I remember. I forgot that we had already talked
1: about this. And it's just, like, we... I... I, There's a lot of, like, things that happen on Buffy the show uh, that upset me. Um, And I know Joss Whedon isn't, like, you know, he he doesn't have control over literally every single thing and every character choice that happens on the show. And I don't want to, I don't want to act like he does. I don't want to give him that much credit, honestly. But that, and she, and she was obviously very, when, if you watch this video um, of her talking about it, she was obviously very upset by it. And it's just like, that itself just like screams to me That, like, it's, like, why don't you care about women
2: if your shows are supposed to lift women up? It was, like, because he had Buffy, where he literally could kill off all the women. Though he tries. It's, like, (laughs) I'm going to kill every woman that you care about on Buffy. (laughs) not
1: on Buffy, on Angel.
2: And it was just, like, well, okay, let's not. But I was too young. I was just, like, this is so emotional. But now looking back... I have a hard time getting through Angel nowadays,
1: but yeah. that's interesting. I'm 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 sure I'm going to feel the same way. And I know um, there's a post on Tumblr um, that like goes through, because um, it has that stupid quote that's like, why are, you know why are you a feminist? And it's like because you're still asking me that question. That stupid <laughs> quote that's attributed to Joss Whedon. God. Uh, somebody somebody reblogged it and added the fate of every woman on every show that he ran. And it was, like, bleak.
2: Yeah. Yikes. It,
1: it was, like, because on, like, uh like on Firefly, yeah. like, a lot of the women get treated really badly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and in... in I've Buffy, heard,
0: I've heard tale through the grapevine.
1: <laughs> in Buffy, you know, like, Buffy's died twice. Uh, Joyce dies. You know, Faith almost died. Faith was in a coma for, like, a season. Like, all of this stuff, all this awful, crazy stuff. And then an angel, I know about a couple, like Cordelia died. I think Darla was, like, raped.
2: Yeah, Darla um, doesn't have, like, Darla, they make you like Darla just to, like, ruin your life. It's not great. And yeah, then there's so, Fred, and it's... Right, I've heard about Fred, too, and, like... Fred, I still block out. I completely, like, I ignore what happens to Fred. Fred does, Fred's ending didn't happen to <laughs> Okay, and so all
1: this stuff, like it's like all this stuff, all these horrible things, and it's just like you know, I really, and this is, and I've, you know, I've, we've talked about this before, and I really think Buffy um, is a really good show, and I really appreciate Joss Whedon for doing what he did, but I think the time for his kind of. Feminism and his kind of creator like is over. Oh, agreed. I uh,
0: think I think everybody's in agree in agreement with you. I mean, just like the majority of this fandom, in most fandoms, I'd say most cult fandoms are online now, and um, you know they've got they're pretty loud. You know, um, you see you see a lot of Tumblr posts, you see a lot of blog posts. I knew about the downfall of Joss Whedon and about how his um, His blind spots, let's call them, weren't being tolerated anymore. And I heard about all of that before we ever started this show. Like, people were already being, like... Like, as third-wave feminism was growing and intersectionality was becoming more important to people and everything, um, people started to get very noisy very quick about, like, hey, because... Well, because what was happening, I think, is, like, we have these feminists and who love shows like Buffy, who have strong women characters. And then as they, and they they love Buffy because it's feminist, but then as they grow and learn more about theories of feminism and about intersectionality and all that other stuff, um, they start looking back on their media being like, this isn't what I thought it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think that uh, people, I think, fandoms are just demanding more from their creators and that's fine it should if you if you aren't capable of keeping up with intersectional feminism and uh you know equal pay and all of these very basic social rights then like you don't need to be behind a script you know like them's the brakes. yep
1: mm-hmm. and they can't
0: stand the heat get out of the kitchen
1: <laughs> right and of course, there's the um, classic, I'm a monster because I can't have children biologically in Avengers Age oh. of Ultron, which oh, yeah. God, do that
0: bad. not
1: get me started.
0: I, I thought when you first really started sense. that sentence, I um, thought you were going to talk about, okay, wait, so I'm going back to something you said, you said that you don't like to watch this episode and that surprises me because this has my favorite Spike moment so far. Oh god! In it,
1: <laughs> I love yeah. that moment,
0: um, Megan.
1: Yes. Megan, yes. I am a hu- huge. <laughs> I am a huge Spike and Buffy shipper. If it <laughs> and, and that goes against like everything. I just love them.
0: It's surprising. <laughs> it is surprising. It is also one of your most prominent traits, <laughs>
1: which which is
0: contradictory to your other most prominent traits, which is you being so empathetic and really demanding that people be treated well because Spike has not treated Buffy perfectly, to say the least. Yeah. And as I understand it, some pretty dark stuff happens between them in season six as well. Uh... I don't know the details. You're not wrong. But Beth gets <laughs> Beth gets a tone when she talks about it, I and she starts
2: like hinting for at you things. To watch season six. I Early season six, I can get through. There's about a point where I'm like, and eh, I'm jumping off for a while. See, that's so and, interesting. Um, um, <sighs> but it's because, and I don't, without spoiling anything, like the way season five ends. None of us knew if season six was coming. Or not. Like, when it aired, Mm -hmm. either we found out shortly after, or we just found out that it was getting renewed, like, and it was, it wasn't like, we're today, we're, you know, you know, weeks in advance. So, Mm -hmm. it's such a final or feeling that, like, you have to have at least a few episodes of, like not really not even just the writers going where do we go from here but like everybody's going hey. how do you adapt you know buffy's leaving behind a, a a minor sister you know what's going to happen with her is she going back to her dad that nobody hears about i mean um and then you've got this group that's kind of without a leader because buffy's never wanted to really share the limelight because but it, it, like i say that with kind of a tone um but It's not really like, you know, she does have these supernatural powers. So does she have to share the limelight? And, you know, Giles' entire life or job was to help Buffy. And now Buffy's dead. What do you do? So I Mm -hmm. really, really like I get that a lot of people don't like the beginning of season six. But I really love the where do we go? And the way that people feel honestly really real. Um, mm-hmm. in the beginning. That's that.
0: what, from what from what I can tell by what you're saying, that seems like it'd be kind of crazy to not have those episodes where everybody is like, what the fuck? Like, the characters, I mean, like, in in canon,
2: mm-hmm. them
0: being lost. Like, if you didn't show that, if you just kind of jumped back into a new exciting plot line and, like, surprise, Willow's the leader now or whatever, I'd be like, did, bu- did this not mean anything to you? Exactly. You know, like, like it's kind of... Like I didn't love episode twenty one. Um, I wasn't listen. I wasn't crazy about it. Is what I'm saying. I did love it. I guess. Um, so yeah, I loved it. But I I think it was so important. Like I needed to see that um, that panic that like Buffy was going through about losing quote unquote losing Dawn and stuff like that and like being feeling responsible for her. It just seems it seems careless for them to try to jump back in. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to compare it in my mind to Supernatural, and I think it's because there's a there are a lot of similarities. But like, I don't know if either of you watch, but they kill and bring back. Hell people yeah,
0: you're talking to the right all people all the time.
2: <laughs> and and there's almost when they kill off the um, uh, uh, Dean. Nope, nope. The um, Bobby.
0: Oh yeah, and, yeah. and the,
2: when that happened, I like I watched it way later than it actually released. And I, like, called my sister, who's a huge Supernatural fan, and I'm just, like, sobbing about it. And she's like, yeah, yeah man. you're about to be really pissed. <laughs> and because they bring him back almost immediately. And I was immediately. so angry. Immediately.
0: Cause and they didn't used to do that. They didn't used to do that because yeah, d- Dean, Dean gets taken to hell in season three. And, and Sam has a really awesome arc where he's, like, trying to get him back and he, like, hits this bottom and all that stuff. And then they basically just abandon it and then just start sending people to the afterlife and bringing him back willy-nilly. And it
2: loses all of its impact. Exactly, All of it. And I think that the first half of season six, I'll, like, if it had been released nowadays, now that we have so many shows and movies that are so quick to bring people back to life... Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would do better than it actually did at the time. Where people were just like, we want the Buffy that we're used to, which is, you know, over our problem, monster of the week, witty banter, this is fun, and season six feels just like something has broken and we can't quite fix it yet.
0: Yeah, I think, Beth and I have said before that we think that Buffy was ahead of its time in a lot of different ways. Oh, yeah. And, um I mean, even with its feminism... I mean, the feminism was advanced for the time that it came out. And we respect it for that, but, like, we're talking about it in 2018. So right. that's how we critique it. But, yeah, that... um I mean, about that Buffy that we know and love so well, we got a scene of that at the beginning of this episode. And I should have known, I should have known that she was going to (laughs) die based just on the first half of it. We got so many awesome callbacks, like that first scene when the, okay, so there's a teenage boy and he's running down the alley behind the magic shop Mm -hmm. and a vampire's chasing him. And he's just like, he's, you know, those vampires that you just see once and then you never see him again. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You just know you're never going to see them ever again in the show. You're like, you are not long for this world, (laughs) my friend.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and she peeks her head out, and, you know, she's being all sarcastic. She goes, what you doing? You guys fighting? And, like, just goes out and kicks some ass and just stakes, you know, stakes them, saves a human life, and, like, that's it. She, We even got some one-liners. And, Beth, you and I were talking a, a couple weeks ago about how we were missing our yeah, one-liners. Yeah, we were like,
1: we missed, the, we missed the one-liners.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a few yeah. in this episode.
0: Yeah, and then ugh, the, moment, the moment that I should have known was Buffy and Spike, because he finally got back into my good graces, you know? Mm-hmm. Cuz he's been on the way and I've been um you know, it's like I've been giving kind of like the benefit of the doubt like being like you're not there yet but I know like you're not going anywhere, you know? That makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then he has that conversation where um so they they split up and they're prepping for their plan to take down Glory and Buffy and Spike go to Buffy's house to um, pick up some weapons. Mm-hmm. A, she re-invites him into the house.
1: That and scene uh, is a lot yeah. for me. <laughs> and
0: for, so there's a lot of things that got him back into my good graces. So, like, in the first moment where she invites him back in, he doesn't say, like, you've got to let me back in if you want my help, which is what old Spike would have said for before sure. he's gone through all this. He says, can you just pass him, pass him over the threshold and it was just like this moment of like he knows what he did yeah and that's usually when somebody wrongs you that's all that's all I'm ever looking for like just an acknowledgement of like I know that I've wronged you you know Mm -hmm. so he bumps back up and she invites him in and then he she starts going upstairs and he says I know you'll never love me
1: (sighs) mm-hmm
0: and uh beth beth is speechless right now She's just going. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he goes i know you'll never love me and she just turns around she's just looking at him and he says but you treat me and he says i know i'm a monster but you treat me like a man and i'm getting chills just <laughs> thinking about it i'm getting chills all over again and i should have known then because that's when i was like he's he's acknowledging that he because he wanted to be treated like just like everybody else but he's not he's not right and the fact that he's acknowledging like i know that i am supernatural and i know that i'm i'm made for evil and i appreciate you for i appreciate everything you've done for me i was just like there there it is he's back and for me i was like oh like my, my point of view then was like, oh, what a good setup, because I know they start dating in season six. That was my thing. I was like, oh, that's great that they got him squared away now so that they can be together next episode. Um, well, and
2: I should have I known better. I was oh, a sweet childish.
1: summer child.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm a spring chick. <laughs> what I love about all the conversations with Buffy in this episode is that she just sounds exhausted without sign- sounding whiny. Like, it's like a someone who has, I mean, she even says so, you know, how many uh, apocalypses have we stopped? It's either been six or a mm-hmm. hundred, you know, right. shout out to it being the hundredth episode. But, uh, you know, she's, oh, yeah. she's talking in the beginning, he's like, but you're just a girl. And she's like, don't, I know it, but it's like this exhausted <laughs> sounding oh, like this is what I've been saying, you know, and, and then her talking with Giles. Like, that scene is probably one of my favorite moments of any Buffy because it's the motion between the two of them, and it's so raw, and she's just like, I just want my mom. And it's just, like, a reminder. Oh, this my thing.
1: gosh, that line yes. destroyed me.
2: It's just this tw- 19, 20-year-old girl that's just, like, you know can you imagine any 19, 20 year old this day is like handling what she's handled. And like, I, I'm 30 years old. I'm still just like, I want my mom too. like, and it's just, she's, it's not like she's done. It's just this episode feels like she's getting ready to walk off to, it is like a walk off to die kind of feel like, not that she's giving up, but just like, it feels like the last battle yeah yeah I also think that like uh, like
0: she's she's kind of like is this really my purpose Mm -hmm. you know is to just keep doing this shit over and over and over again and I'm just gonna go through trauma after trauma and lose friend after friend is this just what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life and now she's been struggling with the whole death is my gift thing and so she's Mm -hmm. like all I do my job here is to just keep bringing and experiencing death and destruction Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: she was like that's all I radiate and I think even the moment when she realizes that she gets to jump into the portal, and she realizes that her death is the gift, I she looks relieved and relieved, and like the the speech, like the way she's talking to Dawn, and her her facial expression is like, "This is what I've been missing." Yeah, she says, "I've been oh man, go
1: ahead, Beth. She, I'm out, <laughs> tapping out." <laughs> she. Um she gets to protect Dawn and save the world. And like that is all that she's been wanting to do, like, this entire season. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I get and she tells she tells Dawn, she goes, Tell Giles I figured it out. Yeah. And she's like, I this is fulfilling my slayer duties. This is like this is the height, like, you know, some. I've heard some people talk about like certain things that they do or certain like things they accomplish, and they're like, that was the height of like all my work, and that was like the culmination right. of my mm-hmm. efforts. And it's like, so Buffy's been fighting and fighting, and she hasn't stopped for five years now six years, five years, five years, she's been trying so hard and doing her best and sacrificing everything and trying to keep relationships while at the same time, like stay, stay tough. And this like decision, and I've heard some people refer to it as a suicide, but I don't think it is. It's not, I mean, like, she's literally, she is ending her life, but she's sacrificing it. It's not a suicide, it's a sacrifice. It, It would be the same thing as if, like, if, like, my mom, if somebody tried to shoot my mom and I threw myself in front of her, or my sister, let's, let's do that. Let's, if somebody was trying to shoot my sister Grace and I threw myself in front of them and took the bullet and I died, that wouldn't be a suicide, that would be a sacrifice, which is what this is. And... Um, it's, I just feel like she, the, like, look of relief, kind of, is just, like, A, you know, it's, like, I can stop fighting, but I can stop fighting, and it won't have been for nothing.
0: Right. And and it has a purpose, like, she, she is... Do, okay, like her whole her whole worry, worry throughout this whole season has been keeping her friends and family safe and then on a macro level like the entire fucking world. <laughs> and um you know, she's been so worried about like when glory fit finds where she lives, like she has to move her family and leave them with Spike, you know, and mm-hmm. she has to, she's just been so stressed about it about losing somebody. And when she sees that, like, well, because she even says, "This is another thing." I'm now that we're now that we're talking about the episode. I'm seeing so many signs <laughs> that I'm just like, "You idiot!" Whenever she turns to Spike and she says, "You know, not all of us are going to make it." Yeah. And so she, and that was true. Whether it was Buffy or whether it was somebody else, I thought Anya
2: died when she got crunched. So by <laughs> she technically was supposed to die, but. Uh, Emma Caulfield couldn't sit still, or couldn't lay still in, like, Xander's arms. So, like, literally, that's the saving grace for her. Uh-huh. Was that she couldn't play dead. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What, she was supposed...
0: Anya was supposed to have sacrificed herself for Xander. Yes, Anya was and supposed then, to die. And then whenever they shot it, they said, She looks too alive. We'll just keep riding her, I guess. It
2: was just, <laughs> they thought they were done. They so they were up. like, fine, she can live at the end. Like, what is it, you know, because at the time when everybody thought season Uh, five was the end. So.
0: Right. That's kind of hilarious. (laughs) No, yeah.
2: I mean, maybe there's no truth (laughs) to that because I've read it on a couple different sites and it could be just one of those things that like people made up, but it's also kind of like, I can see it being like, we've shot this scene five times. You keep moving and like, fuck it. She can live. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) She looks dead though. Like
0: that would really hurt. I mean, like an entire floor falls on top of her.
1: Or a ceiling, well, depending on which side you're on. You know, I bet she... She was like, well... You know, like... So they didn't know that they were going to get renewed. And then they did, and she was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She was like, she's like,
0: thank God I can't act. <laughs> Just kidding. I think she's phenomenal, actually. I think
1: she's a oh, really good
2: her. actress. I love her. Um, so. Yeah, me
1: too. They, so... um, Yeah, and they, they have... And there's an important scene. There's an... Okay... So as long as we're talking about that scene with Spike and, like, Spike in general, um, Mm -hmm. he, she goes, so we're not all gonna make it. And he's like, no, I know. I always knew I'd go down fighting. And she, and in her, you know, in her mind, she's like, not you, you idiot. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you're gonna live. It's gonna be fine for you. Um, but she was like, if something happens, like, I need you to take care of Dawn. She, she's like, it's really important to me that you protect Dawn, And he says, till the end of the world, even if that happens to be tonight.
0: I have that quote written in my notes, too, because it was so good. (laughs) Just phenomenal.
1: And um, so it's important going into season, you know, six and whatever, that Spike made this promise. And he, like, for sure intends to keep it to protect Dawn. And and so um, Buffy has this amazing speech to Dawn. She jumps into the portal, and her body is lying on the ground because the portal...
0: Beautifully placed, I might add. Right. She looks angelic.
1: (laughs) The portal is closed, um, Uh and you see everyone's reactions, and no one's really crying. I think they're all just in shock except for Spike. Spike is sobbing, and it's... um, So there's there's two things I'd like to kind of call back to is one is from season two um, when uh, when Drusilla says something to Spike, and she says, like, will you dance with me? And he goes, I'll dance with you, pet, on the Slayer's grave. And this is her grave, this is her death, and he's collapsed on the ground, like, sobbing. Number two is the Um, the scene in Fool for Love where he says, he's like that final gasp, that look of peace, part of you wants to know what's it like, and then he he says, you know, all of us vampires are just waiting for to slip in and have one good day, and she finally got that look of peace and that final gasp and it was the worst day of Spike's life (laughs) and i just i can't believe that they did it on accident i really refuse to believe that they set up all these parallels i i'm sure they i don't think the you know we've talked about the only reason they brought spike back is because he did so well in that one episode in season 3 right yeah um lover's walk when they brought him back for lover's walk joss whedon was like why did i ever get rid of you
0: <laughs> yeah man He's a gem. He's a ge- he's really like uh, like I just can't say enough good things about the he's way a- his character is made. And I agree that I agree that it's not um, it's not intentional. I wish this was a video medium because the entire time Beth was just talking, I was like nodding vigorously, <laughs> like yeah, preach. I got my hands up, amen. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I absolutely don't. I think it was maybe convenient. I I doubt that the entire time they were like, uh, okay, he's going to be evil and he's going to really want Buffy to die. And then when she does die, he's going to cry. I don't think they would have had that much foresight, but I do think that they saw an opportunity here and they took it. And I think it shows so much. I mean, that always does, right? Because uh, in any TV show, you don't always get the whole character you know it's usually like you have 30 minutes to let people know as much as you can about this character in this particular situation right um but I think that by creating such um opposite situations and showing how they react in each one especially when they're spaced out by so many years I think it just lets us know so much about him and about how he's grown, and that's what we've been saying ever since he's been trying to get back in Buffy's good graces. Ever since the uh, the goddamn sex spot, um, <laughs> which which also fulfills its perfect purpose. So oh, that's yeah. kind of unfortunate.
1: Oh my gosh, we still have so much to talk about. We really <laughs> have
0: so much, and we're already at forty two. We're already at forty two minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, like, not even to mention, we were just talking about Anya. Anya and Xander are engaged. They're engaged.
1: Too. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't really care, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's I, cute, it was, and it's it's a sweet moment, but at the same time, I'm like, there's other things.
0: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel, too. It's like, it's like I'm happy for you guys. Like, go back upstairs now, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> right,
1: stop having um, sex, please.
0: Yeah, where's Giles? <laughs> but, uh... That's that's my number one priority. Where's Giles? Thrilled. Giles is my Spike, Beth.
1: Yes. Okay? Do you understand They have now, a cute little moment. They have a cute little moment. In, um, they
0: do. They really do.
1: When, uh, when...
0: <laughs> they're
1: rolling out. Yeah, yeah, they're rolling out, and Buffy's like, if any of you get near dawn, I'll kill you. And, uh, <laughs> and Spike goes not exactly the Saint Crispin's Day speech, is it? And Giles being the only other British person is like, Yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like oh and I saw a good meta or I saw a good like comparison that Giles is what Spike used to be and Spike is what Giles used to be.
2: Oh yeah. <gasps> Wow. I can totally Isn't see Isn't that,
0: that cool? Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm losing it. Oh, man.
1: They, Which is probably why they don't get along very well, is because they see a lot of yeah, themselves like, in been each other. Yeah,
0: like, trying to shake you. Spike's been trying to shake a man like Giles for a couple of centuries
1: now. <laughs> so, um... Uh,
0: But yeah, it is kind of sad that he doesn't have the sex spot to keep him warm at night anymore, even after he's lost Buffy.
1: Right, now he's just gotta be a dad.
0: I know, he's, (laughs) it would have been a nice coping mechanism.
1: So, um, so, uh, hold on, sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That was a perfect time. Hello? It's time for a special guest.
0: I'm I'm Is she going? I think so. Oh my god. (laughs) That must have picked up on the recording, right? Because I heard it. yeah, Definitely. If you didn't hear it, Beth's doorbell just went off. First of all, I didn't know Beth knew anybody other than me and her other internet friends. Delivery I had person? no idea that she had visited. I've never ordered? known what... I bet she ordered food. Or maybe it's an Amazon package. Oh, uh, yes. Maybe. Maybe okay. it's that sweet Amazon Prime.
2: I did just order that uh, book she mentioned off of Prime while we were recording, so... You ordered it? It's, That's hilarious. That's what I got her for... It's a 99 cents. The cent-
0: digital copies?
2: The uh, the Buffy, whatever. It's 99 cents on Kindle today, so. She's like, oh, I can do that. Okay, the comics. Well,
0: first of all, we should definitely tweet about that and let people know. I got it for her for Christmas, and it was not 99
1: cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this uh, book is 99 cents. But I didn't get her for it. Cents? I didn't get
0: it. I
2: got her the hard copy, okay. so. By Mark Field, right? Are you...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's back. awesome. It is super cool. And on Kindle, it'll probably be good because there are links. Oh, <laughs> nice! And I'm like, I can't click on a link in a book.
0: <laughs> Do you type them in, Beth?
1: Uh, no, I've I have not yet gone to any of the links that he has given.
0: Too inconvenient.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so. Uh the Buffy bot is good. They have this plan so they um they really tie in a lot of like everything that they've done from season 5. They break out the Dagon sphere which the monk-
0: and the, the old man, the old demon man who I hate. I Stop. hate that. Fuck that guy. Yeah, man. No I was furious. I feel like I haven't been that mad it since we've been watching this episode or, or the show, I mean. Not, not just this episode, but, (laughs) yeah, I've never been so pissed in my life. This motherfucker, he's gonna run around looking like a fucking dwarf from (laughs) Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, this dopey-ass motherfucker is gonna stand in front of the scrolls, and then he, he has the gall to not die when he, so wait, he wakes back up in 21, right? We already talked about him. Yeah, and then in 22, he's just surprised at the top of the tower with Dawn. Yeah. Excuse me? Where'd he come from? SMH. He he spider Man's his way up to the top using his lizard tongue? Right. Lizard
2: demons of some sort, so, you know. You know
1: what I didn't realize is that, remember how the key is susceptible, like, you know, creatures who are of canine or serpent construct are susceptible to the key. Oh,
0: yes. That's probably
1: how he figured out who she was. Anyway, ah, well doesn't also, matter. She
0: was also she was also the only one tied at the top of a tower well, on the I night mean, that in the, the show was supposed to
1: be. By open. that point, prob- I think
2: they all knew who the key was.
1: He probably yeah, knew right. who she was when she came up she came by to resurrect her mom. But, um, yeah, I bet you're right. So, uh, But he didn't do anything. He was waiting to ruin our lives until the end of season five. Well, he
0: knows He knows what they, and if he did know, back when he first met her, he knew that they needed her blood on a specific night, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, um, that guy ruined everything. I know. Everything. Like, everything could have been fine. Like, Buffy was so close to, like. He shoved,
0: he shoved Spike off. Yeah, that wasn't cool.
1: Yeah, and so, um, and then Buffy just like, <laughs> just like punts him off the tower. Yeah, good. Um, But, uh, so, they get the Dagon Sphere, they get the hammer that Olaf, mm, mm-hmm. Anya's ex, had um <laughs> in that one episode. And they get the Buffy bot, which you don't know until Glory kicks her head off. The best <laughs>
2: line. I love that. I laugh every time.
0: The Slayer was a robot! Did you know that the
1: Slayer was a Did robot?
2: I know. She's like, wow! Hilarious.
0: I'm gonna miss her. I really am. That's one of my uh that's one of my notes in season twenty one or episode twenty one. Season
1: twenty one um, again. Season twenty one,
0: you wish. <laughs> um, oh wait, I literally just made the same joke. That you I really
1: made you that actually yeah. wow Time word is a flat word. circle.
0: I know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I one of my notes was how much I'm gonna miss her because she's just she's just hilarious. Oh yeah, she's,
1: Glory's yeah, my favorite. She's been, Glory's my favorite villain.
0: Same. That's what I was about to say. Is that I think she might be. I think she might be mine.
1: You know who's my favorite villain? Adam. No. No. Why? I'm lying. You know I God? hate Adam. I think he's the <laughs> worst thing to ever happen to this show. They realized everybody
2: um, hated Allen or Alan. Adam. And that's why they killed him. They
1: <laughs> to to get rid of him. Um,
0: uh, we also need to talk about how Tara got yeah. her brain back. Tara,
2: oh, so, there's a really good scene. Is Tara having a premonition? Or did Giles kill someone as a kid? Because like he's the Ripper, right? Like, that's his nickname, which could be a bad mm-hmm. thing. Or because she grabs his arm and she's like, "You're a killer," and I'm like, "Is this a premonition?" Oh my
1: gosh, or was that was that directed at Giles? I thought it was yep. directed at Spike. Yeah, no. no, it's a it's
0: no, it's at Giles. It's, she grabs Giles. Arm.
1: <gasps> oh man, yeah, I no. completely
0: forgot about it well, because he kills Ben.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's another part. He suffocates Ben, and he has a great line, mm, great Giles moment when he goes, "She's a hero. She's not like us." Which like, and Ben says, what do you "Us." Mean? Totally and implies then he, he's
2: killed people,
0: right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: well, he's implied that he's killed people before, whenever all that stuff was happening. What's his friend's name be?
2: Ethan. Yeah. Ethan. I mean, I know the stuff, like, they've done some shady stuff, but at this, like, I did not look into it again last night. I was just like, I know that they've resurrected demons as children, because who didn't in the 60s and 70s? Right, yes. Like, did you actually kill someone? <laughs> totally he not. had to. I
1: think, um, I... Th- God, I was just about to say something. I cannot Sorry. remember what I was going well, to say no it's
0: whenever whenever he's saying the line he says she's a hero she's not like us, yeah, so that kind of implies that he already is a certain way oh, you know? I was
1: going to say um so Tara, you know, even when she's not under brain sucky influence, she can read auras. oh that's true um so maybe maybe she didn't have a premonition but she um like like drusilla can like how drusilla's psychic powers were kind of exacerbated when she became a vampire
2: right right
1: um like terrace like maybe aura reading maybe she could see in his like aura that he was like thinking about killing ben and he was like, because that was an idea that they proposed, Xander was like, we can kill a normal human being, right? Like, we yeah. can do that. Yeah. Everybody's
2: like, no. No, you
1: can't. Yeah. Everyone's like, mmm, try again. That's
2: but Giles, Giles is Giles like... Is like <laughs> Give me a chance. he like, takes yeah. his glasses off to do it, too. Which <laughs> like, this is yeah. so British.
1: I know. He's I like, know. don't want to, you know, in case he starts swiping, don't want to break my glasses. <laughs> but, um, so, uh... I'd watch a Giles spinoff any oh, God, day. Yes.
0: Like you know how they're you know how they're remaking or they're making a they're not remaking it, but uh, they're making a Han Solo movie and they got a younger actor to play oh, yeah, for a sure. young Han Solo. That's what I want, except I want a young Giles and I want it to be called Ripper. They Ooh. keep talking
2: about how there's like talk of Buffy revival and I'm like one, you have the perfect spin-off from season seven, even if you just want to ignore the comics. Two you could totally go back and do a 70s show and do like with this group of guys that do stupid shit like resurrect demons right. bring back bring i keep wanting to say like resurrect the demons they're not resurrecting them
1: <laughs> they're like bringing them summoning them, them somebody, that's yes. summoning, summoning summoning so yeah for sure i would love to see giles as like giles anarchic youth I would love that.
2: Um, His daughter is an actress. You could even throw her in the show. Ah, how about that? Anthony Stewart Head is can our man. Play Giles. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Giles is trans. Um, so, uh, yes. So, he kills Ben. It's a very affecting moment. And so ends our time with Glory. R.I.P. in peace. Um, she's gone. Forever.
0: That's a doozy, man. That one was a doozy.
1: And uh, Willow has a great um, Willow has a great scene where Tara um, Tara is at the construction site and Glory goes, "What are you doing here?" And Willow goes, "She's with me," and then just grabs their heads <laughs> and does this spell. Willow's been like going a ham on the magic. Oh yeah. Um, in the last couple of episodes, which I guess it's been necessary because, like you know, everything it's it's been like. It's all been leading up to, you know, defeating Glory and getting Tara back and protecting God. Also,
0: the only reason that she hasn't been going ham on magic has been because there hasn't been a reason to. And so she's not like she doesn't just delve into this really powerful magic stuff like like that. She stuck her hand into Glory's brain and Tara's brain. You Mm -hmm. know, like she's not. She's not just doing that. And, like, she even said when her and Buffy are talking about the spell before she actually does it, she says, I have been, she said, I've been working on a way to help Tara for a long time, but I don't know if it's really something that I should be doing, you know, because she is still human, you know. She's not trying to lose her moral compass. And, like, that's what her and Tara's last fight was about before Tara lost her little head. Um, And it was about how Willow is just so powerful and, like, has the capability to go into these dark magics. And I think this was just a point of necessity. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, I mean, the world was going to end if she didn't, you know? She's like, right. I can either go out, um, doing my damnedest, or I can use all these dark magics or, to save the world.
1: Right. Um, oh, man,
0: I love her. I
1: love her. Can I tell you that season six is super willow heavy? And I'm very, yeah. I'm very excited for you to, like get exposed to her development um so okay i think we've kind of talked about a lot of the plot um let's rate the episode and then let's rate season five
0: all righty i'll give it a 10 10 yeah there's (laughs) there's no reason there's no reason to not to no
2: this is still if not my top episode one of the top three that i love so definitely a 10 yeah
1: it um it is heartbreaking and it is affecting in such a visceral way um this entire show it is it is satisfying in a way that I have never experienced in a television show before and or since like
0: that's saying something coming from you, Beth. <laughs> I don't know anybody that watches. TV like you do. I say this as a compliment. Right, right, um, right. I don't know anybody that watches TV like you. Like, um, like just for the listeners, ninety. I'd say eighty to ninety percent of the shows that I watch and have fallen in love with have been because Beth has recommended them to me. Like, this girl knows her TV, and so to say that, but like, Beth's fa- is this your favorite show? Beth, is this it? Your is number Buffy one show? is my favorite show? Wow, I thought it was just like in your top.
1: No, no, no! It was Lost, and then I watched uh, Buffy. Yeah. Really? Then I want. Yeah, I, I still love Lost. Like I, I, I will, um, I will throw down because I feel like in the in the <laughs> in the years since it's gone off the air, I feel like it's gotten kind of a weird reputation that it didn't have when mm-hmm. it was on the air. Um, I love it, and I will fight about it, but I won't do it today. <laughs> no, that's my. <laughs> I if never you finished
2: want- Lost. I, I never made it past season three, so. Quinter. Well, season
1: three is really shut up. Season three was
2: the writer strike, and nothing was good. Like I don't. Rem- There's a lot of shows that I quit that year because it was just like it was a little season
1: episodes. F- I remember how season four was the writer strike. How season four is actually pretty good, but um,
2: I, know, I, have, a so- <laughs> I, I have a lot of beef house with House.
1: House is a show that I House is a show that I abandoned because um, it was like my it was like the first show that I like got super into and was, like, following it on the boards. Y'all remember the boards? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was, like, so into it. It was, like, my freshman year. And that's when that's when it all started. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I abandoned it because it was starting to just get, like, too dramatic, like, way too dramatic. And I was just like, I'm done. But this episode and this season um, – It culminates in such a perfect, like, incredibly thoughtful way. It is, like, so um, poignant and heartfelt and sad and just, like, the closing shot of the episode is Buffy's tombstone. And it says, the, the the line on her tomb says, like, beloved daughter, something devoted friend, uh, she saved the world a lot. And it's just yeah. like, like, you know, if this were the end, like, it would break me because I love Buffy, like, the character. Mm-hmm. And it would, but it would, like, also, like, it would make me very, very happy to know that, like, she went out on her own terms, and she... Yeah, sa-
0: that's a great point.
1: And she saved everyone that she cared about, which has been her... She's been the only Slayer with, like, constant friends and family that there's ever, ever been. ever, yeah. And so it's like, so instead of just saving the world, she also has to save all of the people around her. And it's it's been a constant struggle for her, but she did it. Like she did it. She finally did it. And like, and the only person that died was her. And I think in her mind that counts as a win. Oh, yeah. Like I think uh, it-
0: absolutely. I mean, she. I think it's just. I think most slayers would feel the same way. That like, even if, um, you know, even if it wasn't for their friends and family, even if it was just for the world, if they had to die to save the world, I think. They would have. I think that's part of the job description, you know?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And And she just really... She did... Like, that's just the perfect way to describe it. It's just she did it. She Mm -hmm. did it. Against all odds, she did it.
1: And it it just, like... It just... um, There's been so... Like, this season has just... You know, like, we talked about the split personality. And, like, Mm -hmm. this season is the end of her childhood.
2: Oh, Oh, without a
1: doubt. She's... She's, like... It's all gone now. She's, it's over. She's, it's finished. There is no way in hell that she will ever be able to come back.
0: I mean, so I mean, from, from her childhood. Now? Um, are we rating the season now? Yeah, I mean. uh Do we rate it, are we ranking it or do we give it a number? I can't I remember think that, I You do. know what?
1: I think we've seen enough now that I think we should do both. We've seen okay. like, you know, five sevenths of the show now. Um, all right
0: (laughs) um well first this has definitely been my favorite I will have to um I don't want to say anything I'm going to regret on the air I know it's definitely I know season five is definitely my number one but as far as the remaining seasons I will have to um take some self-reflection time and compose a formal (laughs) list and you can tweet it out if you want to sure all right
1: I uh you can go though sorry you can go though. You can rank it. <laughs> okay. Uh season 5 is my favorite as I've said before and we'll say again. Um it is in my opinion it's any it's any self-respecting Buffy fan's favorite. <laughs> um <laughs> everything is done so well. There was really I can think of maybe two episodes that we weren't like crazy about. Yeah. Maybe two. I'm, like, I kept waiting for an episode where I was, like, where I'm, like, okay, I really don't like this one, or, like, because yeah. they were, like, I would say... We didn't that,
0: like the Queller Demon. We did not like the Queller No, that
1: episode <laughs> we was We had dumb. a lot of problems
0: with the Queller Demon.
1: Um, I would say there was more than a handful of episodes we didn't like in season four. And, same, uh, with, you definitely. know, same with season three, uh, same with season two, definitely with season one. Um but with this season it's just so solid and strong and there really is nothing I can say that I wish that they did better um I I just it's my favorite I mean like my my ranking I think I tweeted it out a couple weeks ago or um a couple months ago but it's five two six three seven one Really? oh and four is like four is like in the basement
0: <laughs> <laughs> four four isn't even on the list
1: yeah um i really like six a lot i know a lot of people don't i do um uh and uh two is definitely just like i don't think anything i just love the angel plot line yeah I think that's just i agree so great um it's like yeah. when the show went from good to great
0: i agree I agree, um, uh, Megan. You want to bring us home? Sure.
2: Um, I w- Take it home. I will say that this is one of the few seasons of TV, uh, especially from the '90s, that I can watch in 2018 and don't feel like there's a ton of filler episodes. And because you know it's still back in that 20, there's a 22 this season, um, which there's a lot of shows that you watch that you're just like, oh, you had to stretch for 22 seasons, and it really shows. Um, Five is still I agree, hands down my favorite um, mm-hmm. and and I think it is if they had ended the show that way, I would have been upset that the show was over. I never would have been upset with this um, yeah,
0: I agree, I agree, knowing that it was supposed to be the end gave me like a completely different light on it and the thing is I didn't know it was supposed to be the end of the show until I had already seen it and already formed all my opinions on it and then you told me that Megan and it was like a light from the (laughs) heavens opened up and just revealed all this whole new information to me it was uh yeah I think they tied everything up so well that I mean again like you said like season six is kind of like where do you go from here when you literally just ended the show Mm-hmm. More or less perfectly. Yeah. Like, arguably perfectly. So, I'm very excited for season six. I My last note on my phone is, uh, well, I can't wait for Buffy to come back. <laughs>
2: there's <laughs> so many... I miss her already. <laughs> there's so many, like, if you look at it, there's things I want to say that I'm just like, this can be debated of if this is this, but it's like, that is such a spoiler for season six. that it's just like, I might send them to Beth and be like, talk about this later (laughs) (laughs) but no I, i think this is this is one of the two finales of anything that i always remember the other one is the parenthood series finale which i think is just an absolute perfect series finale there aren't a ton of them um and i actually really like the series finale of this show too um Me too. It's just that it can't. Yeah, me too. I love the finale. I just that like it's not as good as this episode
1: right 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 it's it's a good finale but it's not as good of a finale right. as if this would have been it
0: ah they peaked in the middle of their show you know I what else think- is a
1: good finale lost fight me <laughs> i've never seen
0: this finale of lost so. listen fight we're me. gonna be here for another five hours if you and i start this conversation right now and i know that you need to leave for a wedding shower
1: everyone is intended to fight me about the lost finale all right. I will take um, you so down. you can
0: fight Beth online at Buffy underscore speak on Twitter. Uh, she will respond if you pick a fight. So if you're wondering, like, oh, should I really fight her? The answer is yes. Please. <laughs> I wish to God. some. If you feel like you can put her in her place, we've been waiting for you. Um, but other than that, you can find out about Megan's podcast on her website, which I can't, uh, judgingbooksbytheircover.com? Uh,
2: judgingbookcovers.com.
0: Damn it. So close. I was close. (laughs) Brownie points. Uh, All right. And then we will start season six. Well, I guess Beth and I will probably do a Harry Potter episode. Yeah, we're going to do
1: Goblet of Fire next week. We can't get enough of that
0: sweet, 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 HP.
2: That's Mm -mm. what I always say. Hewlett-Packard. You should do the movie in the middle (laughs) of season six when it starts to get really dreary. Bring out the Buffy movie. Oh, yeah. we
1: We should. We should. We should be like, guys... I know things have been hard. <laughs> let's let's take a let's take a trip to whatever Henry High School <laughs> where Christy Swanson is the slayer and Donald Sutherland is her oh, watcher.
2: Bless I miss Donald Sutherland in anything. <laughs> I don't
1: know what about
2: I don't get
0: this joke.
1: Okay guys. <laughs> Something is frozen. Something has gone wrong. Oh, uh, who's frozen? I'm not frozen. So I'm just going to end it. Everybody okay. else is frozen. I wasn't frozen. Bye, guys. See you next season. Okay, whatever. All right, Bye. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're saying bye, Megan. Okay, bye. All right, bye. bye. Oh, she left.